Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Your trainer, Melanie Cole, is here to motivate and help you perform. It's time now for Train Your Body. If your kids get into sports, as I'm just finding out my son, my daughter's always been a soccer player, always been into it, but my son is just starting to get into it. It really is great for kids. You know that, listeners. You know it's great for kids. It pulls them away from the video games. I thought it would take away from his schoolwork, but he's learned to manage his time better, so it adds to it. And we're talking about sports, spring sports, kids in sports. How many should you let your kids do? How over-involved should they be? My guest is Dr. Michael Bergeron. He's the president and CEO of Youth Sports of the Americas, so he is the consummate expert on youth sports. So, Dr. Bergeron, if kids, some kids you have to kick them and push them to get them to play on a team. And some kids just naturally gravitate towards athletics. How many do you let them? Because some of these sports, basketball and soccer, hockey and basketball, they cross over. Well, Melanie, this, those are all great questions and, and great concerns. And, and you're not alone. A lot of parents are, are concerned about the same thing. Uh, you asked really two questions, though, because you asked about how many sports can a child play or should they play? Uh, but you also asked about uh, how overloaded should they be, and that's really where it begins to become something different. So you have to recognize that any child, whether you're talking elementary school or even through high school, has a lot of uh, responsibilities about uh, growth and development and academics and social life and family life and, and all of that. So sports can be a part of that, and sports can actually help a large part of that. Now, the, the question really is, you know, why are the kids playing sports? Well, we all know that uh, very, very few are going to even be selected to play at a collegiate level, never mind a professional level. More than 90% of the kids that play high school sports will never play beyond high school. So most kids are playing it for different reasons than to get an athletic scholarship and certainly not to be a professional. So in the, if that's the case, then sports should be for fun, should be for fitness, should be for health. And it should give them an opportunity to find the sport that he or she accelerates or loves. And so by exposed or being exposed to a variety of sports, especially early on, that's really a good thing and helps the child to uh, find him or herself in the sport that he or she loves. And the, the odd thing is that a variety of sport exposure, especially early, not only is more sustainable, not only is more healthy, not only is more fun and sociable, it actually develops a better athlete, and many, many of the, the best athletes in the world uh, played multiple sports, not only through uh, middle school, but through high school as well. Well, it is interesting that you also say that most of these kids are not going to play into their college years, and certainly most of them are not going pro. And as somebody who, as I said before, my son is in gymnastics, of course, the kids that follow along and go through gymnastics started when they were three. You look at the little Chinese kids who are taken from their parents to do this. So this is not something he's doing. It's strictly to get in shape and have fun. Whereas other sports like soccer, Dr. Bergeron, hockey, football, they can look toward trying to get scholarships. So what do you tell them when they're, when the kids are so into it and the parents or you're trying to convince them to cross-train, or you tell them those statistics about playing in college, but they're insisting that their kids will play 
in college or they will get a scholarship. I mean, my son knows that gymnastics is not anything he can be competitive in, but he's having a great time. Right. And that's what a do, great thing. It's and, a big and difference. Nobody's trying, yeah. Nobody's trying to take away a, a dream, whether it's a, a college uh, athletic scholarship or whether it's uh, to, to be up on the podium in the Olympics. Uh, but again, the pathway to that needs to be sustainable, needs to be healthy, and uh, frankly, needs to be enjoyable. I've spoken with a number of Olympic champions who indicate that it was fun for them, and that was the highest priority. When it was no longer fun, that's often coincident when, when they get hurt. And so the very same pathway that allows somebody to enjoy it is really the same pathway of developing champions, and, and people get into to trouble when they try to be that champion at 8, 9, or 10 years old versus thinking 18 or 19. It's a long-term process. It needs to be variable. It needs to be healthy. There needs to be rest. And if you do that, then you're giving the kids a chance to, to be successful at whatever level. All of those kids, those countless kids you see at gymnastics at three, four, five years old, uh, what you don't see is, is all those that dropped off at, at 10, 11, either because of uh, burnout or uh, injury or both. So that's exactly right. Burnout is big. And if they don't like the sport they're playing and you're, as a parent, you know, you're sort of forcing them. Well, I signed you up for that. So you got to finish out the season. Well, right there's a quick question for you. Do you force a kid to finish out the season of a sport they don't like? <laughs> Well, again, I, you know, as a parent, you know your child better, and you, and you know, is there really a problem, or, or do they need a little bit of a push? Uh, you know, again, no child should be, you know, playing if, if they're injured or, or hurting, uh, and I think you just need to have that discussion. Is there something you really, really hate? Is there something else? I mean, we all know the benefits of playing sports. As we said earlier, it, it can help, help academics. It can help health and fitness and all of that. So is there an alternative? I mean, there's lots of ways to approach that. Uh, but I, I think that one of the questions you answered earlier, too, is, you know, the season to season to season, should there be a rest period? And yes, there should be, unless the sports are sort of, you know, complementary. If, if it's working the body in one way in one season and working the body another way in another season, that's a great thing, and maybe not so much rest is required. But you can't be doing one sport the same way year-round uh, without running a greater risk of, of being hurt. Now, you can be involved in one sport if there's a more variety in the types of training and some periods where you're not competing all the time. So it's not so clear to say, oh, don't specialize in a sport earlier, do lots of sports. But make sure you're not doing lots of sports at the same time, uh, but if you are going to stay with one sport, make sure that there's variation in the training and the competition loads uh, and so that the body is able to adapt and recover in a, in a positive way. When you keep loading the same way, doing the same sport, in the same training mode and, and doing the same activities, uh, the body begins to break down and does all of a sudden the, the, uh, the loading of the body, which should be healthy, uh, becomes a, a negative adaptation, begins to have problems. You know, many of our best college and pro athletes did play multiple sports as kids. As you say, that cross-training, the complementary, we only have about a minute and a half, two minutes left. Are there certain sports, Dr. Bergeron, that you would say to a parent that asked you, do not have your children playing these two, at, you know, crossing over or even in the same year? Are there certain sports that go together well, like swimming and gymnastics or, you know, figure skating and volleyball Football and hockey, maybe not so much. 
Well, if you're looking to uh, minimize the head impact exposure, maybe football and hockey are not not two choices to do, <laughs> you know, successively. Uh, but the, the examples you you use are great examples uh, because they're loading the body in a different way. If you're looking at a baseball pitcher who also becomes a quarterback, uh, that's taxing the the shoulder perhaps too or much. Or tennis. Or tre- or tennis as well. Uh, again, rec- listeners should recognize that that multiple sports is good. Uh, it helps the participation for a child become more sustainable, healthier, more enjoyable. But it actually, as you said, many uh, successful stories at the highest of levels have done multiple sports. So it really does develop a better athlete. And and if you're going to choose a single sport early, then make sure there's variation in the competition and the training load and, and deliberate recovery period. Dr. Mike Bergeron has given you the best advice, parents, really in getting your kids into sports for the love of the sport. Get them the cross training. If they're going to do just one sport and specialize in it, make sure there's a variance. Make sure that the coach knows how to train them in many different ways so that they're not just going after one thing all the time because that's how injuries and overuse injuries and burnout will happen, you know, and and look for sports that complement each other as opposed to the same sort of movement like tennis and pitching and quarterback, you know, try and find those sports that go together well and then your children can play a sport in many different seasons and really have a great time and get in great shape at the same time. You're listening to Train Your Body, Motivate and Perform with the American College of Sports Medicine right here on Radio MD. Thanks for listening and stay well. Stay well.